previously on Libel the Bible. As annoyed as I am by the tediousness of the Torah, I realize it was probably worse for the Israelites. I realize I like the minutia of Mosaic law. I ponder if Let Me Put My Love Into You by ACDC is really what I think it's about. Moses finalizes the Book of Laws. Yahweh gets ready to finalize Moses. Joshua is introduced as Moses' successor. Yahweh reminds Moses once again that he won't see the promised land and rubs salt in the wound by letting him know the Israelites are going to mess up and face many hardships. Moses writes a song. And now, the season finale and conclusion to the Torah. We're going right now. We're going. This is it. We're oh. recording. That's the season that, five finale, man. You got to be prepared. No, I mean, listen, in season six, I'll be much more prepared for your your, your crafty, stealthy button presses. I'm Rusty. I'm Scott, the one who shows you up by showing up. <laughs> I've got nothing to say, man. Because it's liable to Bible. All right. I just spent like 20 minutes explaining what a neck beard is to Scott. Yeah. That's pretty fun. I felt like I had to go shave my neck. Yeah. So this is it, man. This is uh, a year-long journey. Like, we published our first three episodes January 18th. It covered, like, basically our background and then, like, the first, like, four or five uh, chapters of Genesis. Yeah. And here we are after all of Genesis, after all of Exodus, after all all of Leviticus nice. after all of numbers and now the last episode of Deuteronomy the first five books of the Bible otherwise known as the Torah the Torah so we are now do you understand we are uh rabbin, like rabbinical scholars I, I would I, say you know what people can laugh and like smirk when I say shit like that but I'm sticking to that I have read more of the Torah than 99% of the people in the world. I've read. 100%. 100%. More than 100%? No, I'm saying you're oh, 100% correct. I'm giving you the stamp of approval, man. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so we are fucking... 100. Yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk down Eastern Parkway tomorrow with my chest out, my chin up. Uh, for those that don't know, Eastern Parkway oh. is a Hasidic community. <laughs> but again, this is a huge problem that I have. <laughs> With everyone who talks about Jewish people. For some reason, when the conversation is about Jewish people, the immediate image is always these fucking Puritans. Mm, yeah. So, like, when I say Christian, do, does your brain immediately go to, like, the Amish? Of course not. Right. People got to stop doing that shit, man. Fucking Jews are all amongst you. You don't even know that they're Jewish because mm. they're fucking hiding from you. Yeah. Hiding from us because we're the problem? Yeah. Like, like, so anyway, so my point is, my point is, the vast majority of Jews are secular. They wear regular clothing. They have regular jobs. They don't talk about Judaism. Of course or, not. Of course not. So people's first image of Jews should not really be like Hasidim anymore. Like no, I, I, I not, feel no. like we're beyond that stage. Um, is it maybe because we're in New York City? 
Exactly. So even more so in New York City, you should be more nuanced than that because how many Jewish people have you like known that aren't Hasidic? Oh, well, most of the Jewish people I know weren't Hasidic. Right. So, yeah, a couple dozen. Yeah, so New York has a lot of Jewish people, relatively speaking, to and a lot of else. I would assume a lot of Hasidim as well. I think we have more Jews than like Israel. Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least at least for a while. But didn't wasn't there like a big um a big push a couple years like like Israel asking like people of the Jewish faith to come back to Israel or come to Israel? Maybe they they've done that periodically. Yeah. Hmm. My dad might know. He's been like all for some. <laughs> For some reason, like he's gotten into like the last, I'd say, I don't know, six, seven years, like watching like Jewish programming. Like I was again. So we discussed this way back in our first episode for anybody that didn't listen, like Scott and I discussed our backgrounds and, um, you know, uh, our relationship with religion. Mm -hmm. And so I was not religious at all, as you could tell if you've been listening at all. Uh, So obviously my dad was not religious either. But all of a sudden, again, like in the last five years, like he started watching, like, I don't know, this is like Israeli programming. And it's like he even like criticized my take on anti-Semitism. He was like, really? yeah, he said it was very unprofessional. That was the term he used. But I think I think he misused unprofessional because I'm not a professional. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think what he meant was it, it was uninformed. He thought like my points about anti-Semitism or uninformed. Um, he couldn't exactly state specifics and why. Um, so whatever. Is it, is it because um, English is a second language or he just didn't really, like he didn't like form the thoughts fully. He didn't flesh it all out. You know what I mean? Uh, why he didn't tell me why he felt yeah, I was yeah. unprofessional in yeah. his words. Yeah. Um, probably a combination of both. Mm. Like sometimes like I'm the same way. Like a lot of times when I hear a conversation, I can't even paraphrase the conversation all that well. But like I soak in like the essence of it and I know what it's about sort of. You know what I mean? And I'll get like a feeling. So like I can sit down and listen to five different lectures on who's that guy in Canada, that professor? He's like anti-trans. Oh, Jordan B. Peterson. You ever hear of Jordan B. Peterson? Uh, Through you, I've heard of him, yes. So I can hear like people critiquing him for like hours and hours and hours, right? Mm -hmm. But then if somebody's like, well, what's wrong with Jordan B. Peterson? Like, what do people say? What are the criticisms? I I can only tell you like two or three, you know? Yeah, you know, I get it. But like I absorb like, like I absorb that there's a problem there. Listen, that's why, for, for the most part, you will may not remember someone's name, but you'll remember how they made you feel, man. Right. You might not remember the details, but you'll remember how they made you feel. Me specifically or people in Just general? people in general. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, so. So, um, so. So he's like all like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't mean for it to be like a huge discussion. It was just. Uh, it's not it, no, but it's I, just funny to me that like he's sitting around like all of a sudden some kind of like expert on like Judaism. Do you think? Do you I mean, think, he's he's an expert on everything, if you ask him. But you know, but specifically think, lately, Judaism. Do you think that this podcast will uh, will push him further down that road he's going down, or kind of pull him <laughs> he's back? He's gonna find like God. <laughs> I so, think I think for him, it's not about the religious element of Judaism. Mm. It's about the cultural like identification of being a Jew. It's about like. The persecution of being a Jew because he he told like he tells a fucked up story of us 
when we left the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, we were not allowed to bring anything, really. Like nothing. No personal belong like personal belongings. What I mean is we were allowed to bring clothing. We weren't allowed to bring like heirlooms. We weren't allowed to bring like valuables. You know, and, you, that you realize how crazy that is, right? Well, we were Jews and we were enemies of the state and we were leaving the Soviet Union. So oh. that's how we were treated. We were treated like enemies of the state. And what happened was there was a tremendous amount of luck on our part to getting out luck and my dad's connections. So my dad was a water polo coach in the oh. Soviet Union. But on top of being like a water polo coach, he was like this charismatic guy and he had like a lot of connections and he knew people. And so the night that we were to leave the Soviet Union, we were in the train depot. And I remember, I don't remember this story that he tells. What I do remember, I was four years old. I remember my mom. And I remember my mom having tremendous anxiety. Mm. Okay. I remember that from that night. And I remember chaos. Like I remember, you know, the train depot and I remember like movement. And I remember my mom's hyper nervous energy. Okay. So my dad recently told me the story. So that night that we were leaving the Soviet Union by train, this, we were going to Israel officially. The official story was we we had we were going to Israel, but my dad had no intention of going to Israel. So the train took us to Austria. From Austria, we wound up going to Italy, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we wind up in the United States. But the night that we're to board the train to go to Austria, to leave the Soviet Union forever and everything behind, Crazy. we've got our suitcases packed. The militia lines up like the people leaving dumps out their clothing like it's like a search, like they're searching for contraband or like if we're like, you know, but really they're fucking with you. You understand? Of course, yeah. They dump everything out just as the train is about to start pulling out. Uh, really? Like with five minutes uh, to go, 100%. And my sister, who is six years older than me, she was 10. So she remembers so she, as my dad was telling the story, she was remembering this also. So that it's not like my dad was telling like a Paul Bunyan like legend. Right, right. We had no idea what to do. So there was no time for fucking packing up our clothing and our belongings and catching the train. So we were going to have to either catch the train or pack up our shit. What a dick move, And man. as it happens, my dad saw his entire water polo team there, they were going from one tournament to like somewhere else or whatever. And they were like in the train depot, like catching a train and he rounded them all up. He had them pack up like our shit. Fuck out of here. Grab all of our suitcases and like run, like as the train, like the train was like leaving, like throwing shit onto the train. And like, that's how we got out of like the Soviet Union that night. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got goosebumps to hear that. So, That's crazy, man. So you see, good for him. So, did, did, did they know he was leaving? <laughs> yes, they knew. Oh, I thought he said, no, yo, they guys, knew. I'm just taking a quick <laughs> run. Can you help me out? <laughs> so, again, the reason I'm telling the story is because this is to connect my dad and his Judaism. So the problem wasn't that we worshipped Yahweh or that we worshipped the Torah. It was just the fact that we were Jews. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? So true. for him. Being a Jew isn't about the religion necessarily. It's about like the cultural sure. stigma of being a Jew and like 
not having opportunities in the Soviet Union because he was a Jew. So when you say a water polo coach, was that a that wasn't a state team, right? That was what was it like a university team? Like how, how does that work? I'm not sure, right? Because I got to think. I'm surprised he even had that position. Well, there's that sounds clubs. like that's there's like there's clubs, you know. Mm, okay. All right. Wow, that's a, that, that, that's crazy, man. And my mom, who was a teacher, she was considered a traitor. As soon as like we applied, as soon as we applied for paperwork to like leave the Soviet Union, which was like a year before. But I thought you would you were considered an enemy of the state just for being Jewish. Yes, but now it was even like worse. Now you're a Jew that wants to leave, so you're a double enemy to the state. It was it was fucking crazy. Oh, it is nuts. So is it possible your father, you know, did what he had to do as 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 a, as a you know father to the family? Your mother did what she had to do, and maybe they feel like they've they've missed out on some of their culture because they came to America. Did they did they settle in a predominantly Jewish area, like well, a Russian Jewish area? Well, well, we did. We our first apartment was in Brighton Beach. I don't get more Russian Jew than that. No, <laughs> in not in the seventies, <laughs> not in the late seventies. In sure, the late seventies, sure. yeah. that was the Russian Jewish. Yeah. You know, that was. Odessa, that mm. was like Crimea, yeah. um, but they do did not regret it. No, not, not that they regret. No, obviously I, it was probably the right move for them. But but maybe like he felt he he's, he missed out on a lot of the Jewish experience. No, he he pretty much checked off a lot of boxes. With I don't know. Again, I don't think has he ever gone to Israel. Well, define Jewish experience. I like don't know. what? I, listen, I'm not yeah, Jewish. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But now, well, he's, what do you? So I'm not asking you specifically, like, what's in a latka recipe. I'm asking you, like, what would an example of Jewish experience be in uh, Christian tradition? Like, are you talking about, like, songs? Like, he didn't sit around. He's bummed out. He didn't well, he's, sit he's around. He's starting to watch Israeli uh, Jew, Jewish programming. Yeah. So whatever's in that programming, that's not, that's not like, American programming. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch Jewish programming. Has he ever gone to Israel? No. Any intentions? I don't not at this point, I don't no, think. You guys should go like a father and son. You should do like you know, you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne and his son like travel around. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, Jack and Ozzy. Yeah, you yeah. you imagine like we should to, just the travel around. No, 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 no. Oh, just, specifically to and then come back and do the podcast, man. Don't fucking just disappear on me like that. Don't be a dick. Oh, I see. So you're just using me to like no, do a man. special episode. No, about the no, wailing but, wall. But a special episode would be a nice side effect of you doing something cool like that with your father. Nah, that is a good idea. I got to just make sure you record a couple episodes in case you you know you, you decide to hunker down there. You don't want to come back. Like you get should we like sway back and forth at the wailing wall and oh, <laughs> how would you not do that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> should we wear our titulas? You know, like those robes that go over you that dangle down. Only on Whip Them Out Wednesdays do you <laughs> think I get titulas. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, my dad. Oh. He listens to the podcast. He likes it. Oh, crap. They didn't say anything bad about him. Um, I mean, say whatever you want. Fuck it. You know what <laughs> I, I have mean? Nothing what are you going to do? Uh, what else? What else is going on, Scott? Nothing. You know, I was wondering if we were going to have anything to talk about today when, we, when I woke up this morning. Yeah. And so I popped open my phone while still laying in bed. And sure enough, another mass shooting in America. <laughs> oh, I thought of you when I saw that. Well, here's what's funny. I'm laughing. You're saying what's funny. In the first, like, paragraph of the article that I read, it said something like, this is the worst mass shooting of the week <laughs> in this part of 
You know what I mean? It was like one of those things. Yeah, it's like when we ranked high in South African, yeah, comedian, like, religious. Yeah. Yeah. He has 10 wins on Sunday against the Cubs when they're playing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was funny because uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my ex-co-workers, you know, he's an uh, Asian guy. He, he always Lunar New Year. I woke up. That was what woke me up. It's a text about Happy Lunar New Year. And then find out this 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 shooting actually happened in an Asian part of uh, Monterey Park. Monterey Park. Yeah. I don't know and where I don't know where that is in relation to any big uh, cities or anything. So the suspect is an Asian as of this recording. Like they didn't know who the suspect was or it hadn't been released. Uh, usually in these kinds of shootings, like everyone dies, right? The suspect yeah, yeah. and like I was surprised he was at large. Yeah, but uh, they're looking for an Asian male. So cue everyone that I tell you that's in my life saying, oh, no, 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 that doesn't count as a mass shooting. That's just Asian on Asian crime. That must have been, like, gang-related or something. It's, like, not going to count as a mass shooting. Oh, yeah, people are saying that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't leave the house anymore. I don't want anybody saying. I don't want to know what they're saying. Mm. So, yeah. Here we go. Thoughts and prayers, though. I'd like to talk about something, Scott. Sure. I watched a TikTok video today, and I left a comment. It was under the libel the Bible account because that's all my TikTok is like through libel the Bible. The TikTok that you admit to. It was obviously a person who was assigned female at birth. Okay. Okay. Um, and the video starts off with this person. It's just like a, a monologue. And this person is behind like a counter. And the person says that today... A customer came into their establishment and said to this person, um, you look like your pronouns are they and them. And this is her telling the story the whole time. I'm sorry, that this is them telling the story the whole time. And they say, and at first I was like kind of annoyed but then I was like, those are my pronouns, mm-hmm. right? Now, the whole point of the TikTok was it was lighthearted. Like, okay. this person was not, like, upset. That wasn't the point of it, right? So I left the comment. And my comment was something to the, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up because I want to. Sure, sure. Why, why, why are you looking for it? Yeah. So I, I, I was torn as soon as you said it. I was like. It really depends on, like, how the person said it. Right. Like, if they're acknowledging, like, obviously, like, something, like, it looks like you maybe transitioned or in the process of, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be... That's why, like I said, like, per, people like me who, like, are pigeonholed is what I am. I, I This new world is confusing sometimes because I need to be educated on it. Or, or you got to cut me some slack for not knowing how to talk to you. So, go on. You pulled it up. You got That's... It. That's perfect. And I made that comment like more or less I made that comment later on. Mm. Okay. So my comment was, and again, the person who who made this TikTok did it in a good spirit. But obviously on some level, they were affected by this assumption. You know what I mean? So my comment wasn't even directed at the content creator it was more directed at the larger discourse mm-hmm. but unfortunately tiktok's like twitter and you can only leave so many characters mm. so you can't like go into like a whole long discourse so i'm thinking of actually recording a response to this tiktok 
I'm thinking of actually doing that for like a lot of our TikToks now, like making like commentaries about news articles and that being like something that we can use our TikTok account for. But that's a conversation we can have at another time. Here's what I said. How long before we're all forced to just constantly remain silent in order to never upset anyone about anything ever? Now, oh, I can see that could be taken. Yes, that quite could be poorly, taken. Man. So that could be taken poorly. So I want to explain. So this is what I'm saying. It's exactly what you said. We're, I want to be all inclusive for everybody. Okay. What I care about is I care about a more equitable distribution of planetary resources for everybody. You understand what I'm saying to you? I do. I just don't know how this is fitting into this. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. I don't care if you're binary. I don't care if you're non-binary. What is the content of your character? Sure, sure. What is your sure, quality? Sure. Are you an intelligent person that I can have a conversation with? Um, we don't have to agree about anything. Are you a good faith actor? Mm -hmm. These are the things that concern me. Do you know what doesn't concern me? Berating people for being uneducated. Exactly. Yes. If someone is ignorant and you berate this person, right? Your assumption is that this person's the problem. But the irony is you're the one creating the problem mm -hmm. because yeah. I know because I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm in the right about something, but the way I react to it is really shitty and uncalled for. And so it doesn't even matter anymore, whatever the underlying issue was. Now it's about how I fucking, how the person is responding to how I'm responding. Yep. So it's no longer about the issue. And all the shields go up and the digging in starts and yeah. and yeah. So when I made the comment, it wasn't directed at that person. It was directed at the larger discourse. There's a person in my apartment building and this person was obviously assigned a man at birth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I don't know if I'm using the correct language. I'm trying to use the correct language, right? Assigned a man at birth, right? This person wears clothing that would traditionally only be worn by women, by cis women. Okay. Dresses like frilly hats now I don't know I want a frilly hat <laughs> I don't know if this person is trans or if this person is um, just a cross dresser mm -hmm. sure. right and it's none of my business and I don't care like I mean listen I'm curious don't don't get me wrong I'm curious like I would like to know like what is this person's like story like I was at a party once and there was a guy there in his 20s, and he had a hook for a hand. 
You know what I'm saying? And the whole time I'm telling Amy, like, yo, man, he's meeting all these people for the first time. You know that he knows that everyone is wondering what's with the fucking hook. Yeah, you and we you have the right to You got to dress that, that. make yes. a joke, like have like yeah. a skit, have a routine, you know what I mean, to let people know what's what. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just leaving like a hanging part of signal right, there. Bring, bring it back, <laughs> it's, man. It's, bring it back. <laughs> so. All right. Dangling part of simple. Dangling you think about hanging hyphens. That's, that's what right. <laughs> All right. So. This brings me back to what, Scott? What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, the person in your apart- uh, apartment building that uh, was assigned male at birth. So I get on the elevator one day with my son. And my son asks me in front of this person. My son was like two or three. Is that a man or a woman? So I told my son that it's impolite to like to ask and it's none of our business, you know, and if the person, you know, wants us to know, like they'll tell us. But the point of the story is I I genuinely didn't know how to react in that situation. Right. Mm. So I went on Reddit and I went to the trans subreddit to ask in good faith, what should I have done in that situation? Bro, I was fucking browbeaten. Oh, fuck him then. Fuck for him. not using, like, the language that I used was like. That's what you were asking. So, also, my comment that I left on that TikTok is the fact that, like, yo, if people are not allowed to be ignorant in order to be taught properly, then they will always remain ignorant. Like if people are, if you beat people down for having ignorant thoughts, a lot of people are no longer going to express their ignorant thoughts. They're just going to keep them to themselves and continue to be ignorant and then have kids and instill those thoughts into their kids. Conversations need to be had. Yo, people, people for the most part are not bad. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people aren't bad per se. Like, People have like shitty psychotic. Yeah, you know what it is? It's Xenu. It's like all the spirits from the volcanoes are like inhabiting our fucking bodies and making us feel like, you know, like not how we really are. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you this, man. Good for you for reaching out on Reddit. Bad on them for beating the shit out of you. Not so good for you the way you addressed that TikTok thing today. I can see how that was totally, that could totally be taken wrong. So again, Um, again. The spirit of it is absolutely correct. The problem is you only have so many characters to say what you need to say. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this, man. All these uh, social justice warriors, all these, um, what the hell was the word again when you... Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling motherfuckers. They're just as much of an asshole as everybody else. They want to put you down. They want to fight with you on TikTok, on Twitter. They want to come off with this air of superiority. They're assholes, just like the people that they're calling assholes are assholes. Well, people are assholes. I got to tell you, I have a theory about that, too. I think that it that comes down to economics. So the problem is these people like um, millennials and Gen Z they don't have a lot of economic opportunity, especially after the collapse of 2008. So this is when they were all getting out of college. Um, the economy basically became like a service sector, like sure. DoorDash yeah. and like yeah. Instacart and Uber. Mm-hmm. And 
um, Chipotle. And so they have no power. They're like the first generation millennials that didn't graduate college and go into like an office and like become like a vice president of a department, you know, like, and so they're powerless and they don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of agency. And so they rally around their morality, which at first was noble, you know, like they were calling out like shit from the past. Like it's not cool to punch down at this group. It's not cool to say this. It's not cool to say that. That's that's noble and there's virtue in that. Sure. But it became about that was their only power. Their power, your power is economic. Their power is cultural cachet and social cachet. And so they are going to fucking beat you down over that, you know, over your lack of understanding and over my lack of understanding. And then they take pride in that, you know. So I would just ask anyone who's listening now, if this is what you do, you know, please stop and consider like what I'm saying. I'm not saying we have to agree on everything and I'm not saying we have to disagree on anything, but we have to be able to have conversations in good faith. Not every, I understand that everyone's a good faith actor, but I think a lot of times if you spend enough time talking to any one person, cause I've spent time talking to a lot of different kinds of fucking people, like over periods of time, having conversations, you know? And I think at the end of all of those conversations, you find a person Who's reasonable? It's not going to happen in a bar when you've had drinks and you're never going to see each other again. Of course not. But if you have sustained conversations over, like whether it's a work acquaintance or a family member that you only see occasionally, given a long enough period of time, if you approach the conversation through a lens of respectfulness, even no matter how much you disagree and no matter how much you think that other person's point of view is comical, they might be ignorant, you know, and it's not their fault that they think that way. But if you have the conversation, people, they're not going to change their entire point of view, but they will learn to respect what you're saying. I'm going to say this, especially as I get older, the, the, the time frame that you have with me to show me that you are capable of growth and you are not this horrible human being is getting shorter and shorter, smaller and smaller. Um, I, I'm impressed that you that you you've stuck with people that have maybe been like way on a different side than you and you stuck with them long enough to find out and respectfully have a conversation. Because I got to tell you people, I, I, I've spent 10 years with people and had conversations for 10 years and finally had to just like stop. Just couldn't do it anymore because they were never changing. And it's not because of anything I did wrong as far as how I approached them about their conversation. But why they do you expect, but they, you shouldn't expect them to change. If presented with a different point of view, backed up by facts, and you still want to cling to shit that's just not true. That's, if, yeah, if you don't change doing that, I don't need to be around you anymore. That's all. I'm just saying. I'm glad you found somebody that you could spend that much time with, like just inching along. You know. Can you think of like one thing that a person won't accept as a fact? 
You mean something specifically? Yeah, like is it as extreme as denying the election of 2020? Sure. I um So yeah, so you have so you have, have people in your life yes. who for real for real, not like nod nod wink wink, I'm just like getting back at the libs who genuinely feel the election was stolen? Oh, I wasn't talking about the. Uh, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm asking about um, like. Honestly, do you have anyone who believes that? I have people in my life that do believe that, but not close people. Okay. So um, that because uh, I I've, I basically that this happened after election stealing happened like after COVID. Started. Okay, so you're talking about COVID denialism. No, no, I'm going back further. I'm going okay. back to I have somebody in my life that denied mass shootings was frequent as oh. the media made them out to be. Okay. So I found a website that. What they did was they they wanted to argue that you know people who denied mass shootings like what, it was all of, the the crux of the argument was over the Second Amendment no over gun control no okay see that see what I'm saying it was over the fact that they even happened uh-huh. so I sent an article out a link to a website that these people did the work and for every mass shooting they had like twenty links to articles about it video footage of it and my answer to them was like okay how horrible like right. How hard? Like how, how how can I deal with you anymore? Like if you're so beyond, you're not gonna believe twenty different videos. What do you think the agenda shooting? was? Why was that the agenda? Was because, it fear over be, no? Gun it's because the lib. Not listen. A lot of people in New York City don't give a fuck about gun rights because a lot of people in New York City don't have guns. Yeah. They like to talk about gun rights and the second don't tread on my Second Amendment, motherfucker. You ain't never even filled out the paperwork to go get a gun. Yeah. So no, it's about it's about because. The right believes something, and the left believes something, and if the if it they, they if it didn't coincide, they wanted to say it didn't it wasn't happening. Um, Mass shootings in America were not happening. I'm going to tell you something, Scott, and you will be shocked by this. In my opinion, there are just as many Democrats who are the exact same way. I I, I believe you. It just so happens. My my geography and 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 puts and, you in the midst and, of and business choices and lifestyle and like things I've done to it just put me in the midst of a certain type your of people. bourgeois lifestyle. Yeah, bourgeois. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. Let me ask you this, Scott. So when we're on the air, I fly off the handle when we're recording. You're typically the calm one, right? Yeah. But. In political discourse, when we're not recording, mm-hmm. I would say, um, not with not when it's you and I, mm-hmm. when I'm like off, whatever. Usually, when I will have interactions and I will have dialogue, political discourse, it's never heated. I would say when you have political discourse, the lang the language and the mannerisms and like the volume and the body language is heated. Yes. So I so that's what I'm saying. That is a big part of it too. It's not just about having the conversation. No, no, no. I understand. I understand that. But before, before, let me just let me jump in real quick. Understand this: like you and I decide to go out and have a political conversation. That's one thing. Most of these political conversations I have are in inappropriate places with people I barely know, or even if it's people I do know. And I usually don't get heated. Well, right that's up. what I said. I said you can't. You're never going to be able to have right. that. I'm talking about people that are in your life over a period of time that you see periodically. Listen, most of the time, if I, you have respectful dialogue with them, right? Hold on, hold on. But I don't. I don't want to act like I don't want the people coming off like 
I don't want to come off like I'm the one that's going right to disrespectfulness. What no, happens? I, I believe I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna tell you what usually happens. They, they, those people will drop a comment, and I'd be like, "Come on, man, stop! Don't do." They're that. ribbing you, though, right? And then when I keep saying stop, and the ribbing doesn't stop, and then when it, they realize they're not getting a rise out of me now, now here come the insults, the name calling. And that's when I usually lose my well, shit. What's a what's a name calling? Uh, yeah, yeah, Snow Snowflake, Libtard, fucking whatever it is, whatever the fucking name calling is, that's yeah. when I usually lose my shit. Why? Because because uh, I'm an immature fucking person who can't control myself. Yeah. So, what I'm no, because yeah. because I, you've been friends with me for twenty years. Yeah. Why is your goal to piss me off? Why is your goal to fuck? Watch what I do to Scott. Yeah. And these are the people I've cut off over the last it, couple there's, of years. There's like a level of immaturity to that. Like yeah, they're, they're like, guys who like haven't outgrown like high school. Right. They're still like pantsing you with the like, like, yeah. like, 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 like hey, Russ, check it out. Court. You know, they're, you know, they're unevolved. Yeah. Yes. They're yes. unevolved. Yes. But you're associating with them. So if you're going to associate with them, I think that, you know, like you're. I don't understand you, Scott. You sound like the nerd that goes to the jocks and gets fucking locked in the locker constantly. And you're like, I don't know why they're constantly fucking but, but locking saying, me but, in. But, but then what, you go back. But what I'm saying is I've I've slowly diminished those people's presence in my life is what I'm saying. As I've gotten older and the, the gap widens, I've slowly made more distance. Okay, that's fair. You know who's gotten really older? Moses. Moses. Moses has gotten super old. I have a feeling he won't be getting much older, though. <laughs> so Deuteronomy 32, 33, 34, and then it's over. And we're fucking done. And I'm fucking psyched that it's, um, that it's done, man. Have yeah. you ever, have you ever like, um? oh, you were a school teacher. Oh, I, I can say that, right? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, say yeah. that. You, you've said that. Um, so let's say you've had a really crappy year, like your teaching year. And now the summer's Let's coming say along. Let's it's been every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bad example. But um, let's say you're at the end of the year party. You yeah. know, you and your fellow teachers yep. together. Yep. Like, I always find, you, you have, you've said this, I'm, I'm romantic thinking about a lot of shit. Like, I'm like, ah, this is a fucked up year. But sometimes I can turn around, look back at the year and go, eh, eh this year will never come back. You know, it's, it's sad that it's a, it's a passing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm glad it's over, but I'm kind of, I'm gonna, you know, I'm sad it's over also. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to feel that way about Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy could suck it. Yeah. I have no fucking problem letting go of Deuteronomy. So here's my analogy as a teacher. So at the end of the year, there's always a lot of turnover. So mm. if you have, let's say, 20 teachers the next year, in a best case scenario, 12 of them will be back. Maybe oh. 15 will be oh, back wow, really? in a best case scenario. In a best case scenario. Oh, okay. Um. But no matter how long you have worked with another teacher in a building, whether it's for a month, right, or whether it's for a full year or whether it's for a career, you have been to war with that person. Uh, there is yeah. a bond that is established that only you experience. Gotcha. Because gotcha. a lot of shit goes on over a course of a day. Much yeah. less a month, much less an entire school year. Sure. And so we have gotten through five books of the Bible, Scott. But not only have we gotten through it. Let me tell you something. This started with you fucking texting me about 
a fantasy island <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> so we talked about that in the first episode. And so it went from a text about let's do a podcast about fantasy island back when like it was the end of lockdowns, but still sort of somewhat yeah, whatever. Yeah. To now having fucking we have a catalog of fifty six episodes. Yep. Right? In addition to like other recordings that we've done. And tonight we are completing the Torah. Yeah. So that is like my analogy. Like we have gone to war and gone through it. So looking back, like Deuteronomy was tedious. Mm. But like we made it through, man. Like this is like we made it through boot camp. We made it through like the fucking sniper in Vietnam, you know. And we'll all go down <laughs> together. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, a more uplifting song maybe. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's funny because for a romantic guy, that's how you should be looking at it. We Scott, man, we have read the fucking Torah. You understand? And yeah, not only have it. we read it, we've recorded I get it. and we've put out an episode every goddamn fucking week, man. Yeah. Every week. And I, I even scrambled one week when I after I lost the episode to come up with something to fucking produce. Yeah. So as no, a whole, you didn't lose the episode. You were sick. You had COVID. We couldn't record oh, and right, I went away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Listen, I appreciate what we've done, getting through here, but specifically Deuteronomy. <laughs> not gonna fucking have any fond memories of Deuteronomy. Right. I'll have fond memories of the five books as a whole, yeah. but not for Deuteronomy. Well, maybe you know. Um, but I, wait, you know what? Maybe should, maybe the song is gonna cheer you you're up. You're right. I said I wasn't gonna pass judgment until we finish it. So let's get into it, man. Deuteronomy 32, man. All right. We're going to read this, yes? We're reading what? this song. Are we really? Oh, no, you don't want to read the song? I highlighted certain verses. <laughs> you don't want to read the song? Dude, it's long, man. All right. If you, listen, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, he like, talks about the rock. It, I, well, that's highlighted, <laughs> right. but there's a lot of shit he doesn't talk about. I mean, shit that I mean, this is proof of his omnipotence and knowledge of future fucking events. Okay, so let's just break this down to our, our viewers. Deuteronomy 32, pretty much the entire thing, the first, um, pretty much the entire thing, 43 verses is Moses' song that Yahweh instructed him to write this song. Yeah, this is the end for Moses. Like, Moses has uh, already introduced Jacob, I think, right? He's, like, stood at the top of the mountain and, like, raised his hand and, like, this is, like, the next guy. Joshua. Joshua. Right. Sorry. And so... um, this is a song, and I think the song is basically, uh, it's like a mnemonic device for Israelites to remember, like, why Yahweh should be fucking, like, worshipped. That's an in- that's interesting. Mnemonic device. That makes a It's a song. You know, it's... like, how kids, like, you kids learn shit, like, uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Like, you teach kids right. through song. So this is like teaching the Israelites through song. So this is just his bill on Capitol Hill? Exactly. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so it, it's long. It doesn't rhyme. I can't imagine a beat going to it, but it's been translated multiple times, so maybe the original Hebrew, mm-hmm. like it was like a rap. It was like a, a folk song. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it was. It's It doesn't make a lot of sense, though, is what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to... Deuteronomy 32, verse 1, through uh, verse 3, part of the first... One of the uh, lyrics... Like, Do we call them the lyrics? Are these lyrics? <laughs> Like I, it is a song. <laughs> All right. For I will procre- proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. Except he never proclaims the name of the Lord through this song. 
So does does the average Israelite know God's name is Yahweh? Yes. Okay. They're not allowed to say it though. Well, they know what. Well, well, he on. says I'm he's going to proclaim hold the name on. of the Lord. I don't know if the average Israelite knows, but Yahweh did tell Jacob his name because Jacob asked him. Because Jacob, Yahweh changed Jacob's name to Israel. Yeah. Remember Jacob's ladder? He had the dream. He right, was on the right. run from his brother. He had stolen like his blessing and whatnot. Uh. So Yahweh changed his name to Israel, and Yahweh was like, I'm going to tell you my fucking name. And then they wrestled. Remember, they wrestled like all naked and shit. Well, that's my You remember the end of Reservoir Dogs? When Harvey Keitel told, uh, what's his name, his name while he was dying? Yeah. And he was like, what? You told him your name? He was fucking dying, man. How could I not tell him? Like Harvey Keitel's character, like he was, they were just oh, a purple, yes, Mr. Brown, Mr. Yell, yes, and yes. he gave his name up to the cop. He's bleeding. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So, do you think of this this lyric of the song when he's like, "For I will proclaim the name of the Lord"? Everybody was like, oh, "Is he going to?" But then he just keeps rapping on, like he doesn't actually proclaim proclaim the name of the Lord. I don't think that's what happened. All right, then we can fast forward to verse four. <laughs> the Rock, his work is perfect, and, and all, all his, his ways, ways are just. The so, Rock, the Rock, the Rock. And on the last episode, I was I was going through some more of the episodes today yeah. before you came over, and um. I said, do you smell what the Yahweh's cooking? <laughs> you were just getting... talking about watching uh, San Andreas, right? Not, not recently. You had just seen San Andreas because like, what's her like, name? Like... Alexandra Daddario was in it because I had just asked you about Alexandria Daddario yeah. and you brought it up. I mean, uh, that was a while ago, though. A while ago. What's a while ago? It wasn't last week or two weeks ago. Right. It was like months and months well, ago. Well, in any event, the Torah proclaims that the rock's work is perfect. And that he is just. I'm going to reach out to Dwayne Johnson and say, yo, you know you got shouted out in the Bible as your work being perfect. I mean, that's... Like, he should sell it. I mean, he doesn't have to sell himself. Yeah. But as he gets older, maybe, like, his agent can use that. You know, it's he, in the Bible. He'd probably be like, yeah, that's blasphemy. I wouldn't do that. I'm a good little Christian. That's the rock? Yeah. He's like that? Yeah. I don't know. They're all fucking like that. Uh, Everyone's I, I, like, you know, like fucking look up to heaven and like all that fucking bullshit. Yeah. I might have to smack the rock I don't even know if you think. I, I don't even know if half those people really think about like God on any level. It's just like it's what people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's societal. We that's what I'm saying. We got to make that like stigmatized. Mm. That deserves fucking a stigma. All right. Not, so let's not put- believing. Let's put let's, let's make it a point. Anytime we see any athletes or 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 actors accepting an award or basically anybody that shouts out God, we should we should totally shame them somehow. How? Like on know. the show, you mean, or like in person? <laughs> Whatever like it takes, show man. up and hiss, <laughs> throw blood on them, like red paint on their fur coats. And so, <laughs> so the Rock, his work. So we we've never heard the version. We've never heard the Rock mentioned, right? No. So he's referring to God. Yeah. And all his ways are just. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not buying that. First of all, well, he makes the rules, so by definition, like they're all Fuck just it, right. Yeah. If I make the rules, no matter how ridiculous they are, that's justice. Yeah, okay, okay. Then I didn't get this part. Um, on on verse six, he goes, "Do you thus repay the Lord, O foolish and senseless people? Is he is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you?" Now, was was he referring to? Like, does Moses know the story of creation? Yes. He does. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You have evidence of that that we've discussed? I just don't remember. He knows. They all know. Like, if, yes, he knows. So I didn't know if he was talking about creationism or he was talking about, 
I've created who you are right now by taking you out of Egypt. All of it. He's saying all of it. I created you as humans. You're the reason fucking that you're in fucking about to enter the promised land. Everything is because of me. Okay. Fair enough. Then it goes to verse eight. Scott. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Go right ahead, man. I'm just rambling right now. So I'm glad that you're asking these important questions, right? (laughs) I'm glad you're phrasing it in such a way where I don't believe you find these to be important questions. I only say that because (laughs) this is the Bible, right? So this is the book that like has people believing in God and Jesus and Yahweh and like praying and like scared of heaven or hell or whatever, right? So you're you're wondering, right? You're wondering if the people know that this is God and like what the story of God is. Or like if this is God saying that he created them. You don't understand what I'm saying? No. I'm not making Was myself there a clear. In there? I'm just saying that you have to assume that this is like God in the book and like an all powerful deity. And so like, yes, when he says like I created you, he means like literally. Okay. And all the other things that go along and with all it. the okay. other things. All right. right. Fine. <sighs> Lyric number eight. When the Most High and Most High is capitalized, oh, it's a title. The Most High. And when you click the fo- footnote, they're referring to something named Elyon. Mm-hmm. When the when the Most High, I'll say when Elyon apportioned the nations, mm-hmm. when he divided humankind, he fixed the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the gods. So, hold on. There's a dozen gods. Elyon was the head god, HGIC, head god in charge. Mm-hmm. He apportioned 12, 12, 12 spots. Well, I'm just, 12 is a random number. The 12 tribes of Israel. Forget that. that let me take... The 12 it, brothers. I, all right, I don't want to say 12 then because I don't want to mix it up with this. No, there were 12... I'm sorry, we're gonna, there were 19 groups of humans. Mm-hmm. Elyon apportioned them, and he gave... The Lord's own portion was his people. He gave Lord, a.k.a. Yahweh, the Israelites. He gave these other people Baal. He gave these other people Yomama, mm-hmm. whatever the different gods was. Yep. This is There's a hierarchy here. There is somebody above Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Elyon split people up and gave the Israelites to Yahweh. I mean, honestly, we should uh, we should really delete every other show that we've put up and begin with this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is what you begin with. Yeah. The fact that, like, there's, like, a court of the Kingston, you know, the Crimson King or some shit up in, like, wherever, and Yahweh's just, like, one guy appointed. He's an administrator. Yeah. He's an administrator. Is it? Is, he's he's not the highest god. And I, I like I want okay. I want I want people to focus on this for a second. So this this wait this, this is wait, Deuteron- wait, Deuteronomy thirty two verse eight verse eight lyric eight as I'm calling it. This slipped past the censors. This slipped past Yahweh. This should never have fucking come out. This proves there's other gods. It proves that Elion was the most high. Yahweh and however many other gods there were yeah. are all at the same level. Right. They were all given different districts. You know what I want to do right now, Scott? I want to pause this recording, and I want to go look up this verse, and I want to see what it is. 
Um, do what you got to do, man. Let's do it. This is important. Let's do it. We're going to pause right now. All right. And we're back. All right. So we uh, looked it up. Uh, for you, it took no time. For us, it took a couple of minutes. So Elion is an epithet of the God of the Israelites in the Hebrew Bible. So Elion is just another name for Yahweh and the, the God Most High. Most High. Right. God Most High. So they're talking about Yahweh. I'll buy that. When Yahweh apportioned the nations, when he divided humankind, he fixed the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the gods. What does that mean? That, I don't know. We're not going to stop the recording again. I don't know what that means. But it's lowercase. It's not like capital. It's it's lowercase because Yahweh's boys wrote this. Yeah, maybe. They were lower gods according to, well, there's more to the story later on. So, all right. So, let's say Elyon was Yahweh. Uh-huh. So, maybe he was, like, the, the God Most High. But he still split up the peoples. He took the Israelites while Baal and those other weird name gods. I like your version. I, I'm not going to argue with it's it. Let's a, go not, with it. Let's run with it. It's not even my version, yeah. man. This What's is, wrong with this it? This is truth. I believe it. This is truth. I agree. Multiple gods right here. It's the book, right? Yeah. The Bible. The, the book, Bible. The Bible. The word. All right. So should I just keep going in the same format we're going? Just yeah. Roll down. So, no, all right. Absolutely. So, so in lyric twelve, the Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. Mm-hmm. And by the way, him who he's guiding, I believe, are the Israelites. Basically, the Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. Mm-hmm. Another allusion to the fact that there are other gods. But I think if I if we're being serious, what, I am being serious. Okay. So here's the situation. The basis Yahweh in. is constantly telling the Israelites not to worship other gods. That doesn't mean that there are other gods. They might just be worshiping like nothing. Like it's like a made-up god. It's he not Yahweh. That later on in the song, too. But we know it's not made up because they mention other gods kind of like stealthily. They even mentioned their names. I, I know there was another one other than Baal. Well, there was yes, another one. The Greeks had like Zeus and all now, that. It doesn't mean about- that... I'm saying they had gods that they hadn't gave names to that they made up. Nah, they ain't Not like about. Yahweh, who's totally real. Did these people back then know of the Greeks? And like pantheon, the Greeks didn't exist back then because there were no, there was nobody there, Wait, or there was no history. Who? Yeah. Are you talking about the people who wrote the Bible, or are you talking about the Israelites who didn't exist that crossed into the Promised Land? At the time of the, not the writing of this story, but when the story happened, when the, the Israelites... Greeks did not exist. They did not exist. Correct. Is it because they actually didn't exist or because they just, nobody it's has a history of them It's because there was yet. no Greek society then. So the Greek pantheon of gods didn't was not created. Correct. Yet. Okay, that's interesting. Hmm. The Greeks, so what ex- the Greeks were around like, let's say, I don't know, 300 BC, 400 BC. I was older than that, but okay. Huh. All right. All right, so we'll we'll scroll down to lyric number seventeen. They sacrificed to demons, not God, with a capital G, to deities they had never known, to new ones recently arrived. Now, does that mean recently arrived to the culture, or another spaceship came down, man? I don't know. I'm gonna read that right now. All right. They sacrificed to demons, not God, to deities they had never known, to new ones recently arrived, whom your ancestors had not feared. Again, he's talking about made-up idols, made-up gods. He doesn't want that shit. 
He's not talking about in the sense of Yahweh communicating through Moses. He's not in the literal sense saying there are actually other gods. He's just saying these fuckers are praying to these other gods. That's what you want to believe. Hey, listen, man. You know what's funny you about this? As, you are probably just as right as I am, man. Who knows? That's what, What's funny about this conversation is <laughs> you were just complaining about people who wouldn't accept, like, facts and reality. <laughs> Whose reality? Mine or yours? Uh, lyric 21. And he brings it up, too. They made me jealous with what is no God. Provoked me with their idols. That, sans, that reason's like, they, these they don't have, They exist. don't exist. So I will make them jealous with what is no people. <laughs> Provoke <laughs> them with a foolish nation. So wait, wait. So this is Yahweh saying, oh, oh, you're going to pray to Baal? Well, you know what? I got this whole other country over here that prays to me. Yeah. And they're like, well, show us. No, they're there. Don't worry. And now you're jealous, aren't you? I like those people better than I like you, Israelites. No, not just that, bro. <laughs> he's not just saying he's going to like na 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 na. He's saying, yo. Look over your walls. You see all these people? They're about to attack you in my name. How do you like them apples? <laughs> That's worse than jealousy. Oh, yeah. For a fire is kindled by my anger and burns to the depths of Sheol. I don't know what that is. Well, Sheol, uh, I, I actually. Uh, is it hell? Uh, it could probably, it probably gets turned into that in like the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Sheol in the Hebrew Bible is a place of still darkness which lies after death, although not well defined in the Tanakh. Sheol, in this view, was a subterranean underworld where the souls of the dead went after the body dies. So it sounds like it could be, it's the underworld. Whether that's hell not or not, I'm sure the Irish and the Italian-American versions of Christianity turned it into hell, right? Yes. All right, and then we skip down to Lyric 26. Nice. Why is that nice? I don't know. Because I skipped a bunch of them so we can get through this. I said, I will make an end of them. And blot out the memory of them from humankind. But I feared provocation by the enemy. For their adversaries might misunderstand and say, Our hand is triumphant. It was not the Lord who did all this. Now, we've, we've, had, we've had something like this happen before. When basically... Um, he's just worried about plagiarism, man. He's worried about... He wants credit uh, for he shit. Wants, yeah, he's worried about appearances. He doesn't want to destroy the Israelites because the Israelites' enemies will think they destroyed the Israelites. It wasn't God. Here's the key words, though. But I feared provocation by the enemy for the adversaries might misunderstand. I don't He's think worried I don't about think their fucking fear is scared. I think he means like could be a translation he thought of. I've thought of provocation. He I does, fear okay, he does not want them to think. They were triumphant. They want. He wants them to know that because right. he. Hey, it's okay. not fear, All right? Okay. It's like figure of speech. That's the problem with like you know words. <laughs> Fucking hate words. Man. Just saying words. Like when you look up a word, it should have one definition. Like, words shouldn't have, like, eight different definitions. Yeah, the whole peruse thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just have one fucking meaning, and that's it. Well, it, well it's like, like you said, translation of a translation of a translation. It's not that the words that's here another are wrong. Thing. It's that uh, they misinterpreted the previous translation. And How could one have routed a thousand and two put a myriad to flight unless their rock had sold them? The Lord had given them up, question mark? I'm sorry, where are you? Uh, 
lyric 30. Indeed, their you, rock is can not... Can you read that again, please? Sure, sure. How could one have routed a thousand and two put a myriad to flight unless their rock had sold them? The Lord had given them up? Indeed, their rock is not like our rock. Our enemies are fools. Is he talking about how Israel's enemies were abandoned by their rock? The reason Israel's enemies fa failed was because the rock they were standing on didn't support them. Like, their God did not support them. That's why they fell to Israel. Yeah, he's saying, like, look at this. Like, all this you accomplished because, like, you had Yahweh behind you. Like, how is it possible that two of you defeated a thousand right. men? But then he's how come saying— they weren't doing it? Because they're fucking—they had no God. Uh, it kind of sounds like maybe their God just dropped them because they said unless their rock had sold them. Like, their rock had let them down. Like, their God was nowhere to be seen. I just think it's another admission that there are other gods at play. Okay. You keep dismissing that shit, man. You keep dismissing that shit. One day, he's going to fucking show up. And then let's... Uh, you got anything to say about that? Because I'm going to go down to lyric 42. Let's go. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the long-haired enemy. I just want to ask fucking hippies. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wasn't the Jesus Christ a long-haired hippie? Well, he... But you don't know who he is yet, but... He turned it around. Yeah. So what, what long-haired enemy were they talking about? I don't know. All right. And then, lyric 43. Praise, O heavens, his people. Worship him, all you gods. <sighs> what gods is he speaking of? We, we've had this conversation. And we're going to have it every time it comes up. Why? Because it destroys our conversation. No, it doesn't. Because mm. it's the it's the repetition of the same All gods right. that we've talked about. All right. It's kind Your of God, like the gods that don't like exist according time, to you. Like the first time, like someone says, like UNICEF in writing in parentheses, right? Like it'll they'll say like the actual name for UNICEF, and then in parentheses they'll say UNICEF, right? And then for the rest of the article, that lets you know every time you see UNICEF, that's what it's referencing. That's what God's is like. Every time he says God's, he's talking about the bullshit God's that like all these filthy fucking other people are fucking worshiping that don't exist. What made you think of UNICEF? I don't know. It was like the first acronym that came to mind. Really? Yeah. I don't even know. United Nations. For children, right? I don't even know what it is. No, I know it's for children. I don't know what it stands yeah. for. Yeah. Something know. fund. Nobody knows what children. Because by the time it got to us, it was just UNICEF in parentheses. Mm -hmm. Brings us United to Nations International Children's Something fun. Emergency Fund. Eh, good enough. All right, fuck it. Fuck it. That's what we'll go. Does with. it even exist anymore? I don't know. Who gives a fuck? All Let's, right. We got. Yeah. Let's go to. You ready? I'm gonna do 45, man. I'm gonna do Deuteronomy. No. No. 32, 45. Come on, going oh, once. 45. Oh, sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah going go once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were jumping next. Time. Yeah, go, go. Going man, go. twice. Go. Sold. Go. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words that I am giving in witness against you today. Give them as a command to your children, so that they may diligently observe all the words of this law. So, okay. He's not just talking about the song, right? Because that's not really law. That's just like... Yo, I got to tell you, a lot of the reason I wanted to read this, the whole thing, a lot of it reads like a Trump speech. 
Like a lot of it is like the self-aggrandizing, like build myself up. Like a lot of people say that I'm, you know, a lot of people, right, right. a lot of people talking yeah. about how great Sir. I am. You know, would you like to go back and read the whole thing? We can we can do another chapter of Deuteronomy. No, we'll do no, I don't, I don't want to do that. But um, so Moses is telling people like teach your children these words. This is the law. I think he's talking about everything, like all of Deuteronomy and like numbers and like, you know what I mean? I don't think it's just this. It's like, okay. and then God, it, he wants his children to learn numbers. God, that was painful. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that's why you got to go to like Saturday school if you're Jewish. Uh, and it's terrible. Yeah. Moses's death foretold. Really? Moses is going to die? Yeah. I hadn't known that. So Deuteronomy 32 Verse 49, God tells Moses, Ascend this mountain of the Abarim, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab across from Jericho, and view the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites for a possession. You shall die there on the mountain that you ascend and shall be gathered to your kin as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor, and was gathered to his kin, because both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribeth Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin, by failing to maintain my holiness among the Israelites. Although you may view the land from a distance, you shall not enter it, the land that I am giving to the Israelites. Now, if good I, job. Yeah, thank you. If I was Moses, I would have stopped listening after, like, um, I want you to take a look at all this land in front of you. Because I know that the next thing that's coming out of Yahweh's mouth is going to be some, like, bullshit, you know, like, mocking me. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. And first of all, why do I got to write the song? And why do I got to climb the fucking mountain? You can't get me down here. I got to fucking trudge up this fucking... I'm 120 fucking years old. You why? He wants to show him, like, look at this beautiful land that you will never fucking enter. fucking in again. Yahweh is a scumbag. Dick. Yeah. So he had to, like, call Moses up and give him one final look at a place that he will never see and explain to him why and tell him you're about to die. Yeah. Which brings us to Deuteronomy 33. Moses' final blessing on Israel. So now Moses climbs up the mountain, I guess, right? Sees, sees, what, sees what the fuck? Well, no, he hasn't done that yet, right? God just says, you're going to go do that. He hasn't actually done it yet. No, he's, he's called him up and he's like shown him like the vista. So he's like with God at the, you know, at the top of the mountain. Vista is another word that's used like kind of incorrectly. Oh, yeah? Uh, I, th- I believe a lot of people believe a vista is like when you look out from something and you see like the land in front of you, mm-hmm. that's your vista. Okay. But, but a, I'm sorry, I should probably get a mic. What the, where the fuck did I just go? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the next room with arms wide. <laughs> so with the vista. So I believe a vista is te- like if you were ever in a, like a, in a castle and they have like little like uh, why would I ever be in a castle little windows through big concrete walls when you look through that view what yeah. you see through that little window that's a vista that's a vista interesting yeah. I just I just did that because I went to right at the beginning of summer we went to Fort Taunton okay Did you ever go to Fort Taunton Park Which, was that in Staten Island or was it in, in Bayside Bayside it's no awesome. no I, never, I don't think I've been to awesome Fort Taunton awesome park 
Highly recommend going yeah. to. Yes, it's great. So they Fort Totten has a fort that overlooks like where the White Stone is. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's right there on the sound. And I look those. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look through those uh, like uh, things that you're describing. So I was looking through through a vista or. Are you sure vista. you weren't looking through those binoculars that you put a quarter in, like <laughs> like to? Yes, know? I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what you see through that is a vista. But the word has probably changed like Peru's at this point. All right, so... Uh, Moses' final blessing on Israel. Yeah. So uh, this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the Israelites before his death. He said, <clears throat> The Lord came from Sinai and dawned from Sire upon us. He shone forth from Mount Paran. With him were myriads of holy ones. At his right, a host of his own. Indeed, O favorite among peoples, all his holy ones were in your charge. They marched at your heels, accepted direction from you. Moses charged us with the law as a possession for the assembly of Jacob. There arose a king in Jeshurun when the leaders of the people assembled, the united tribes of Israel. All right, so... When he says with him were myriads of holy ones at his right, first of all, him is the Lord. Yes. The myriads of holy ones. Now, was he referring to the Israelites, probably specifically the Levites, or was he talking about angels? He might be talking about like angels. Like he brought his fucking, he brought his boys with him. Yeah. Okay. I was like, uh, I want to, when I'm walking down Eastern Parkway tomorrow with my chest out and my head, my chin held high. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a rabbi about, like, who the hell they were specifically talking about here. In Deuteronomy 33. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to go on, and then he's going to start naming, like, all the different sons of Israel. You want to you wanna go through that? The 12 dry- Let me just say, when you said Jeshuron, I had to look that up. That was a poetic name for the Israelites. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Jeshuron is, is another name for Israel. Okay. Like, stop that shit, too. You think that's where Jerusalem came from? Oh shit! You say that in like a. You ever hear that uh, the KRS one song? He's like overseer, 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 officer, yes, officer. Yes. Right. So this maybe you say gesture run enough, it becomes Jerusalem. Yeah. Hmm. What do they got to stop doing? Like giving different names to different things without like any fucking warning? Like yeah, yeah. Well, like fuck that. So again, the problem is this book was written, the book meaning the Bible, which was an amalgamation of. Many books, right? We're only five books in, and I don't know how many, but there are like a lot of books in the Bible, man. <laughs> so, like you said, they and they oh, they they vetted certain texts and certain something. It was all written it by different authors and so imagine different ima- time periods. So names were probably different at different times. <laughs> so imagine this, man. Imagine the world ends, nuclear war, whatever will cause the the world to end. But humans somehow evolve again, and they find, like, a library that got hit by a bomb. So they find, like, ten books. And they decide to just take these ten random the books. Canicles and smash of Leibowitz. There's a book that? called, the, uh, or a canicle for Leibowitz. It's a book that said in the future, after, like, you know, a nuclear holocaust yeah. or cl- climate disaster... And it's set in the future, and it's basically like the Middle Ages. Like, there was, like, people are coming out of the Dark Ages, and now it's, like, sort of like what we would have considered monasteries in our Middle Ages. It's their version of monasteries. And someone finds a book by someone 
from like our time that has like important information that they could use. Mm. So mechanical for Leibowitz. That's what you're describing, basically. Okay, right but now. I think I'm describing something slightly different. I mean, not I'm really. I'm saying the library blows up and they find ten random books. Yeah. Decide to take them and smash them together. So now you've got a book on like, like um, I don't know, wheat. Just some random book on wheat. Um. Charlie Brown comic book, <laughs> um, a Star Trek novel, yeah, um, uh, something Julia by Julia Child's Joy of Cooking, Julia, Ch- Julia Child's, and like Martin Luther King, the and they Vampire to Diaries, take, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, and they take these books <laughs> right. and they smash them together and form a fucking religion over it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's pretty much yes. That's the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> In a nutshell, you got it. Yeah. So I guess he he goes through... um, And then he goes through all the sons of Israel, and this he said of Levi, and this guy fucked his mother-in-law, and that guy fucking is a wolf and a lion, and blah, 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 blah. Back in uh, in verse 12, he says, The beloved of the Lord, uh, of Benjamin, the Mm -hmm. tribe of Benjamin, the beloved of the Lord rests in safety. So the tribe of Benjamin is resting in safety. The Most High surrounds him all day long, and he rests between his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like Benjamin's getting a little special treatment here, no? Yeah. Why? And right between. Do we remember shoulders? why? I don't remember why. Hmm. And I, I again with the Most High shit. Benjamin may have been the youngest one who really loved Joseph. Was Benjamin the one that was like, "Let's not kill him"? No, that was that was Reuben. Raul. <laughs> Reuben, right? I said Raul. Benjamin, I think, was the one that um, was the youngest son of Isaac. I'm sorry, of Israel. He was Israel's youngest son, and the Pharaoh called for him to be sent to him. And, like, Israel didn't want, I think, I think. Benjamin is, like, the youngest one, and he was Joseph's favorite, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And then he goes to. He, the he was always portrayed as being like innocent. Okay, cool. From memory, cool. All right. Oh, so that's why he's being cuddled, possibly. Okay. And of Joseph, he said, and there's like a whole bunch of verses. Like he really likes Joseph. The tribe of Joseph, he likes. Um, we don't have to go through each one of these, but I do want to go to the tribe of Dan. That's Joseph and the Technicolor Dream. Right. Code, he has man. a lot to say about Joseph. Like he likes Joseph. He's placing every tribe. Then he gets to Dan, verse twenty-two. Yeah. And of Dan, he said. Yeah, Dan's a lion's whelp that leaps from the Bashan. That's it about Dan. That's it. Like the Bashan was a region. It's a geographic region. I mean, he's basically. It sounds like he's a fear. He's fierce, man. Don't fuck around with Dan. God didn't want to talk too much shit about Dan. Oh. Yahweh was like, I'm not saying a lot, man. Maybe his name is short. His story is short, but his uh, Dan is a lion's whelp, man. Uh, he no. will fucking fuck you up. All right, can we can we go to um, Asher? Oh, wait a minute. It might be after Asher. Look at um, verse 26. There is no God. There is none like God, O Jeshurun, Israel, who rides through the heavens to your help, majestic through the clouds. He subdues the ancient gods, shatters the forces of old. So I'm it's gonna say, wait, metaphorical. Wait, I know what you're going to say. It's metaphorical. He, he's smashing the beliefs of these non-gods, not that there's actually gods he's smashing. Right. Why are you doing that, man? Why are you acting like there's no other gods? Because I asked you if you want to be serious about this, <laughs> and you said I'm very fucking serious in a well, serious way. All right, well, this is serious. There were other fucking gods, not just beliefs in other gods. There yes. were other gods. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't like that fucking absolutely. Absolutely. I don't like how you say that. There were that. other gods. And then blah 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 blah. I know what's going on, Scott. I know. 
You had like you took your notes. You had like a whole thing prepared, and now I'm like raining on your parade. <laughs> You're on my and notes, it's man. like wah wah wah. But I mean, sometimes listen. This is how things work. This is yeah. how you work, man. Believe Not me. Like there's work. been plenty of things that I've written down that like I've said that you've like just you know glossed over. Hmm. Yo, man, podcasting's a big boy business, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pause this while I go put on my big boy pants. <laughs> If you can't handle the comedy fiction subgenre, <laughs> you better reassess what uh, we're doing. You, your enemies shall come fawning to you, but you shall tread on their backs. End of Deuteronomy 33. Oh, shit. And now. Ah, now I'm getting goosebumps. End Deuteronomy 34. Moses dies and is buried in the land of Moab. But that just can't happen, right? What do you mean? Why? Like, he just can't die and get buried. No, God's got to take a few more shots oh, at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, of course. Of course. <laughs> Deuteronomy 34, verse 4. The Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have you. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. It's like, how many times can he do this? <laughs> no, no, no. <sighs> so he died Moses is dead well then Moses the servant of the Lord died there in the land of Moab at the Lord's command he buried him in a so he Yahweh oh that's interesting he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab opposite Beth Peor but no one knows his burial place to this day Moses was 100 20 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired and his vigor had not abated. Despite the fact that Moses was constantly telling like the Israelites from like his fucking mountain, like, oh, I'm old and feeble and blah, 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 blah. Um, That's why he said this. Yeah. Uh, the Israelites wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. It's reasonable. But here's what I'm going to say. The fact that his sight was unimpaired and his vigor had not abated was stated mm -hmm. was they don't want you to think for a second he died of natural causes. Understand Yahweh struck him down. I struck this motherfucker down. I mean, yeah, he was 120 years old, 2020 vision, running marathons. I have an Fuck alternative you, theory. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, the people fucking killed him. They knew they weren't going to be able to fucking get into the land until he died. And fucking he wasn't dying. And fucking people were like, yo, man, yeah, I think it's time he fucking goes. And so when they wrote the story, they blamed Yahweh for that shit because he was already long gone. You know what I'm saying? They weren't going to say we killed our fucking greatest prophet. All right. I'm going to tell you this. In a court of law, what do you need? You need like motive, means, and opportunity. I, I mean, mean, I see the motive that you got there. Yeah. I see the means, well, the opportunity. Well, yeah, they could have done all of it. I but mean, very circumstantial. That, that, circumstantial. That's a reach, man. Sure. That's a reach. I'm not saying it's a theory. I'm not saying they should. Theory. I'm not saying they should have killed Moses, but no. I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's dead, and Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him, and the Israelites obeyed him doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. So now they've got Josh. They've got Joshua. So, Joshua. Okay, so, so can, I, can, I, can I read us out here? Yeah. Deuteronomy 34, verse 10. Never since...
Has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face? I'm going to stop there. Does that mean since this since this was written, since since Moses, nobody that followed Moses actually met the Lord face to face after Moses died? Is that because Yahweh took off? Nah, that's because Yahweh fucking had his son represent him. He was unequaled. <laughs> he was unequaled for all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. I am gonna say, fuck you, Israel. You put that on his tombstone after fucking dogging this man. This is what they they, 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 they they summed it up that this is what do you call that on the tombstone? The epitaph? Yeah. Well some this is his epitaph? Like, oh he was almighty, all that like then why God kill him, man? You're gonna leave out the part about the fucking stone and the water and all that shit? <sighs> well, yeah. You do leave that out. Yeah, don't we always, right? Yeah, we always yeah, do that. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So Moses is gone. <sighs> How do current Israelites view Moses? I don't know anything about Israelites. How do people that have descended from Israelites view Moses? Jewish people? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, so, so I would say that they are called Jewish people. All right. Um, what do you call it? Is Moses know. revered? That's the people that led him from, them from Egypt? Bro, not just by Jews. By all fucking, all three Abrahamic religions. I insulted everybody by this these five <laughs> this year long podcast. So all like all these prophets like leading up to Jesus, who is the son of God, mm-hmm. but not in Islam. In Islam, Jesus was another prophet, like for you know, like Noah, like Moses. So mm-hmm. in the Islamic belief, like they the, Yahweh is their God. It's just that he didn't stop with Jesus. Like he gave Muhammad. Right. Like it's the same God though. It's like the same lineage. So, all right. So in the end, let's let's do a recap. Recap. So on. Moses is uh, highly revered to answer your that's, question that's really by, by the entire world, pretty much. So, all right. So he murdered somebody. You've seen the movie The Ten Commandments that comes on like every single fucking not. year for like a million Why years, but you know crap? of it. I know of it, and yes. you know that it comes on every year, right? Yeah, you said we're gonna watch it. So one day. it's fairly important. So all right. So. Moses, who was introduced to us by being a murderer, we've determined led his entire people out of Egypt to cover up said murder. Well, it was vigilante justice. Whatever. Um, had no idea where the fuck he was going. He said he was being led by a god, but it took him 40 years to make a journey that should have taken six days. But God did tell, Yahweh did tell Moses that, you know, while you're alive. Right, right, right. Yahweh told him. Enter. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to interview all the other people around Moses' time to see if any of them actually saw this Yahweh character he talked about. <sighs> and then he made a spectacle. He dropped the tablets. He was asked to carry some tablets. He dropped them. He's, he's, he fumbled them. In anger. That's what he... Like, like oh, I'm a spaz. I dropped the tablets. But, oh, it was your fault because you're dancing around a golden calf. In fairness, he didn't bring, like, mountain climbing shoes. <laughs> like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, he was wearing sandals. He had to climb up some fucking mountain. You know what? Now I'm thinking about this. All this mountain climbing with the garb they were wearing. Maybe they were just really steep hills. They weren't really mountains. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't Everest this fucking guy was climbing. Yeah. 
Hmm. <sighs> How you feeling? We're done with Dem- Deuteronomy, man. Do you feel nostalgic? You feel like you're gonna miss this 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 school season, this school year? I am feeling a little nostalgic, but I'm also looking forward to like getting back to like some narrative and not so much like Judaic law, like more like proverbs and stories and like you, you think, know what I mean. Do you think Joshua was gonna give us that? I hope so. God, I hope Joshua doesn't suck. Like, why wouldn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> why wouldn't it suck? Like, no, why wouldn't it be stories? Like, we've got the law. Now let's see, like, how the Jews are living with this law. Yeah, Best Buy is open. Let's Black see Friday. They are, they are rushing into Jordan yeah. right now. Uh, Canaan, right? Canaan? Whatever. Whatever. Moab, Canaan. So this is definitely a season finale, right? Right? Bah, Moses dies. It's like, wait till next year. This is not just the season finale, bro. This is like the conclusion of the Torah. So this is, you know what? This is the end of the series, and now you're waiting for the spinoff, right? Like Game, Game of Thrones just ended, where you're waiting for House of the Dragon now, kind of thing. It's incomparable, Scott. You're, you're, you're fucking waiting for House of the Dragon, man. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I won't watch that. I did. I just finished it. I won't watch it out of like I don't care how I don't care if it's good. Fuck them. Fuck what they oh, did to like Game of Thrones. You don't get to get our money at this point because you fucked up so badly, is what you're saying. Yeah. But no, that's fair. That. Fuck that. Fucking fair, man. You know the best part of that fuck up was those two fucking jagoffs that fucking did uh, Game of Thrones, Damon Lindelof. You see interviews with those guys. Whatever. Here's my point. You know why they fucking rushed through it. HBO and the author they wanted them to do like ten seasons, but they but Game of Thrones was so popular they were super in demand for like writing like Star Wars movies and like whatever. So they were like, they rushed through, but they fucked up so bad. <laughs> they never got like those fucking. So the irony of them rushing through so they can like get like Hollywood careers resulted in them not getting fucking Hollywood careers because they wrecked the last like two seasons so badly. I watched some behind the scenes. Like they interviewed the two guys. I don't remember both. I remember one of the guys. He just had the most punchable face. Like he was just a smug jerk off. That acted like he was smarter and enlightened than most people, and he like you could tell he really wasn't. Like he was well groomed, like to the, like uh, everything was an affectation. His beard, his fucking hair, fuck him. But anyway, fuck. Sounds like you're describing someone from Hollywood. Oh yeah, <laughs> like everyone. So how do we end this, man? Like this is a big deal, man. What how do, do we end this rabbinical scholar, Rusty? We say that next time we pick it up with the Book of Joshua, I guess. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that is. Can't wait to play that game. All right. And um, if you haven't been on the entire journey with us, you should go back. Uh, you know, you don't have to do it in a week. We'll give you like two weeks to yeah. listen to all the episodes. Yeah, fuck them. Huh. Two weeks. And if you have been on this journey with us, then you have just sat through the Torah. Nice. And we confer upon you um, the title of Scholar of the Torah according to Libel the Bible. We, we make that a title. We make that a certificate. Yeah. Can we... Can, if they listen to every episode, they came on the journey. Yes, they are... All 13 people that now listen to us are now rabbinical scholars. That's we, awesome. We have, uh, we have a, what do you call it? Uh, That's awesome. We have, uh, what, what do they call it? Church. Uh, we have a congregation. Can I make this room tax-free? Yes. Tax- 
All right, we'll talk about that later. All right, we will see you on the other side of the Torah. Ciao. Peace.